The Spur of the Moment podcast is proudly presented by Shane Daigie, Realtor of Always Here Properties. Selling your home, buying your home, first-time buyers, investors, and seasoned home buyers. Call or text 512-540-1626, and I'll be glad to help with all of your real estate needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Daigie. And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 112 of Spur of the Moment. Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas, the Spurs lost the Battle of the Joneses in Memphis last night by a score of 121 to 113. Yes, if you can think, one of the coolest things ever, Trey Jones, our point guard, his brother Tyus Jones is the point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies and got a lot more playing time last night. So it was a really cool experience with those two playing each other, but the Memphis ended up uh, coming out on the winning side. Drew, what were your thoughts about the game? Yeah, it was a pretty fun game to watch. I mean, I really like seeing two brothers compete. That's what it's all about, you know what I mean? Just uh, seeing two uh, great brothers play and We'll talk about the Spurs. We had six guys in double figures, two guys with nine points. And in this game, we shot um, 45% from the field and 34% from the three-point line. And the Grizzlies got us at the end with a good run in the fourth quarter to break the close game. Yeah, they did. The, the, the Spurs were down a little bit at the halftime. I think they were down by 11. And then... In the third quarter, they they got got it closer, but really, the the fourth quarter they just uh, you know pulled away with it. So anyway, that brings us to another Spurs loss, but uh, good things are happening in the draft standings. All right, other news and notes: Keldon Johnson was out with a left hamstring tightness, so he didn't play. And we're gonna listen to Greg Popovich kind of talk about the Spurs effort last night. Nobody was enthused. It's like nobody wanted to be there. And both teams picked it up in the second half, uh, and you know they made more shots than we did for sure, and we made too many mistakes. But uh, at least we found the grunt in the second half and we gave ourselves a chance. So just Popovich talking about finding the grunt and and playing with energy and effort and putting that together for the whole game, and so that was kind of the story. But uh, that's just I like Pop's brutal honesty. Always have. All right, let's get to our top two, bottom two. Drew, who are your top two? Yeah, so for my number one top two, I went with Trey Jones, who had a great night. He put up 18 points, seven assists, four rebounds. He shot six of 16 from the field and one of four from the three-point line in 30 minutes. So Trey is my number one on the top two. My second top two, I'm going to go with the big man, Jakob Pertl, who had a decent game today. He had 13 points, two steals, two assists, Seven rebounds, shot 60%, shooting 6 of 10 from the field in 26 minutes. So those are my two top two. Okay. Well, I had Trey Jones also. He's really, you know, good night for him. And I know that's a game that he'll remember forever. Um, just going against a brother, that's really cool. But he had 18 points, seven assists, four boards, knocked down a three. And then my number two, I had uh, Jay Rich. I really liked his game. He had 16 points, 5 assists, 5 rebounds, and just overall a really good game off the bench. Had a couple steals as well, so really good night for Josh Richardson. So that was my top two. 
Drew, what about your bottom two? Yeah, so for my number one bottom two, I went with Jeremy Sohan as my number one, who really just didn't have a good offensive night at all. One of the worst offensive nights of the season. In this game, he had seven points, five rebounds, two assists, but the shooting, he shot two of 11 from the field and one of four from the three-point line, and he also had three turnovers, so not a good night from Jeremy Sohan. My second bottom two, and it was actually kind of tough to figure out a second bottom two. I think we had one unanimous and then one that it was tough to figure out. So I just went with the person that had the most turnovers, and that was Malachi Branham. He had 12 points and three turnovers, shooting 5 of 11 from the field. So those are my two bottom two. All right. Well, I had uh, Jeremy Sohan as my number one on the bottom two. That was just uh, not his greatest night. And he had a lot of turnovers and missed a lot of shots. So I know he's better than that. So hopefully he gets a bounce back next game. And then number two, I had Malachi Branham. Uh, really just for his turnovers. I mean, his shooting was fine. His defensive play was fine, but just his three turnovers are what got him on the bottom two for me. All right, this is the segment, and we promised this last episode, but this is the segment where instead of like in May and June next year where we're doing the lottery picks and and updates, we're going to do it every game. So you kind of get an idea of which player we've got it. We're going to spin it right now of where the Spurs, they stand fourth overall in the record, but we're going to simulate the lottery and then see where that pick is slated for who the Spurs would get at this point. And here we go. And tonight the Spurs fell to the sixth pick. So they have the fourth worst record, but they fell to the sixth pick overall. That sets them up for Osler Thompson, who's with the uh, overtime elite. He's six foot seven, two hundred seven pounds. His brother Amen Thompson is actually slotted to go. Oh, I am so sorry, I got that confused. They got the fourth pick exactly where they're slotted. Amen Thompson will be their draft pick. Yes, he's six seven, two hundred two. I've re- watched a lot of his highlights. Um, he's 19 years old now. He'll be 20 at draft age. But he is an exciting player. Really energetic. Strong defensively, which kind of lends himself to the Spurs culture. Get that strong defensively. But also offensively for um, the overtime elite this year. He averages 24.1 points at the recording of this episode. 8.4 rebounds at the recording of this episode. assists at the recording of this episode, 3.2 steals, and 1.1 blocks. So talk about a guy that can do all, do everything. Um, He kind of slots as a three, like a forward slash guard, but uh, Amen Thompson would be who the Spurs get if everything stayed the same and they finished out in the lottery tonight. Drew, your thoughts? Yeah, so I think uh, Amen Thompson is a good comparison to a guy like Scottie Pippen, I would say. I mean, good defensively, good on offense, just a really good team player. So I think Eamon Thompson would fit really, really well on the San Antonio Spurs roster. Yeah, so that's where we slate. And like I said, at at this segment of the show, all the rest of them, we're going to slate it. It's probably going to have some repeats, but you're going to have a real strong grasp of who probably is going to be the next San Antonio Spur. All right. Now it's time for the question of the day. And remember, you can always text us at 512-540-1626. Tonight's question comes from Alex in New York City. Alex's question was, do you guys think the injuries to Devin and Keldon are legit? Or do you think it's part of the master plan to tank? 
Drew, I'll turn that one over to you and I'll follow it up. Wow, a very good question here. Um, so I have a couple thoughts on this question. So with Devin Bissell's injury, I think it's legit. I mean, he's getting surgery, right? Yeah. I don't think how you could tank for that because he's getting surgery. But, I mean, with the Kelvin Johnson injury, they I think, to be honest, they might be sitting him out a little too long, giving them the extra game there, here yeah. and there. And they were doing that with Devin Vassell before he had to get surgery. They've done it with Yaka Pirtle, I think. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on this situation? I think it's you bring up an interesting point. of like, yeah, they probably sit him a little bit longer than needed. I go back to the season opening press conference with Greg Popovich, and I think there's some depth in that conference about how they're treating injuries and how you may rest another game or to make sure they're healthy. But he said, my goal this season is to get the guys to have a long and healthy and productive NBA career. Well, in a season like this, it is real easy whenever somebody's ailing to kind of say, hey, you know what? Let's make sure you're 100%. We can give you one more game. That serves two purposes. One, it gives them dispersed chance, more chance to develop their roster, to develop other guys, to see which pieces fit in the future. And two, obviously, it results in maybe not the upside of the standings. I don't think it's necessarily intentional. I mean, he's having arthroscopic surgery, which is going to clean out the knee a little bit. It's not like a... It's not like an ACL surgery or something meniscus. It's just cleaning out the knee a little bit. Um, now it is. It is. It does force you to time away, so you have to heal. But I'm just saying, it's real easy for them to take another game or two. And I kind of think that's the Spurs' game plan all along. Same with Keldon Johnson with the hamstring. Same with any injury. It's not going to hurt to sit him another game or to cut down their minutes a bit, especially where we stand right now. We're obviously not in the playoff mix. We obviously know what the goal is, and the Spurs don't want to fall too far out of that because they're already in the fourth slot, which is slightly less odds than the third slot. So anything that helps the Spurs get to that third slot gives them the optimal chance to get a Victor Webinyama or Scoot Henderson. Now, with that being said, there's some other guys, like we said, Amen Thompson tonight. I am a big, huge, huge fan of Brandon Miller from Alabama. I think he's climbed up the draft boards, but he's the best freshman in college basketball. So there's still consolation. He is the best freshman in college basketball. Nick Smith. He's Nick Smith is out. Didn't even play him tonight. So I'm just saying, Nick Smith already has knee injuries because he's a bouncy guy. He's bouncy like jaw. Brandon Miller, his comparison, which we'll, I won't even get into this episode because his comparison's pretty lofty. Who? Do you want me to get into it this episode? No, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Well, I'll tell you the guy's initials are KD. So you can no. figure that out. That's the cop. I'm no. just telling you. Yeah. No. But every single year we have a player like KD. Compare him to KD. I, we had that with Chet. We had that with Victor. Chet was not KD. That's what everybody said. I just can see Victor, though. <laughs> Except taller. But anyway, that's, that's here and there. We'll get into that discussion as the draft goes on and give our strong opinions. But... Thanks for your question, Alex, and we'll move on to this day in Spurs history. Yeah, so I'm going to take this day in Spurs history. I'm going to take us back to January 9th, 2013, where the Spurs were rolling in this year, and they picked up a dub against the Los Angeles Lakers. <clears throat> they ended up winning this game 108-105, to a couple of clutch shots that got them this win. 
Our leading scorer in this game was Tony Parker, who had 24 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists. We had Tiago Splitter, who had just playing a great game. Good nitty, just a great game from uh, Splitter. He had 14 points, 14 rebounds, and great defense. We had Kawhi Leonard with 11 points and 3 rebounds. Um, Manu Ginobili with 19 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. Steven Jackson with 15 points, 2 rebounds. And Gary Neal with 12 points. And this Spurs, this win improved the Spurs record to 28-10 and 10 on the 2013 season. Yeah, that was a great year, 2013 glory years. Thank you for that one, Drew. Tiago Splitter, man, I, I was a big fan. Talk about a grinder, you're right. He was just nitty-gritty and tough. All right, now it's time to preview the upcoming game, and we have a familiar opponent. This is going to be our third time playing them. We're playing the Memphis Grizzlies again. We're staying in Memphis and uh, matching up with them on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. The Grizzlies now own the Spurs two games to none. Hopefully the Spurs can grab one. This is the second-to-last meeting with them. We'll face them one more time in March. Drew, what can you tell us about Memphis, and is John Morant going to be available? Yeah, so that's what we have to talk about here. I mean, this Memphis Grizzlies team is definitely a lot better with John Morant. He impacts his team on another level. Um, he's one of the most valuable players in this league, and if he plays, and I'm pretty sure that he is playing, I mean, um, He's expected to play, so if he plays, he's going to um, make a big impact because on this year, John Moran's averaging 29 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists, which is 5th on the year. So, what are your thoughts about this Grizzlies team and John Morant? I really like them. I, I wish I didn't because that means that they're pretty solid, but I definitely think they're an exciting, fun, energetic team. Of course, John Moran is, is ridiculous. Uh, Bain, Desmond Bain is awesome. Uh, I, I think he's another solid player. Uh, Steven Adams is just a grinder in the post. He's like a splitter kind of guy. Rebounds, blocking shots, not going to score a whole lot, but just going to set some screens and be be kind of an intimidator. You got Brooks, Jaron Jackson, their bench, Jones, Conchar, who was awesome earlier in the year, Aldama. Yeah, they're solid. <laughs> I'm... I'm impressed with this Memphis team. It's going to be a tough task for the Spurs. So now with that, who is your player to go off and what's your prediction on this one? Yeah, so for my player to go off, I'm going to go with Malachi Branham, a player that I don't often say for my player to go off, but I'm going to go with Malachi Branham here. I think three turnovers he had last game, I don't think that will happen again. So Malachi Branham will be my player to go off. And my prediction for this game I'm going to have to go with the Grizzlies to win this game by 11 points. I think they're going to get John Morant back, and they already beat us without him. So what will that do? So that's my prediction. Yeah, I uh, I have an interesting prediction for a player to go off. I'm going my man Stanley T-Shirt Johnson. I think he's going to have an awesome game for the Spurs off the bench. I'm going to say he's going to score double figures. I'm going out on a limb there. Stanley T-Shirt Johnson. And unfortunately for the Spurs, I got the Memphis Grizzlies beating us by 14. Getting, beating us by 14. So we'll see how that plays out and if it's anywhere close to that. So that brings us to the end of this episode of the Spur of the Moment podcast. 
Drew, would you please take us home? Yes, thank you everybody for listening. And as always, go Spurs, 